silence is not a boundary. Silence is not a response or an answer. And silence isn't a solution. You are not going to resolve anything by going silently at all. Hello, hello, my friends, and oh my god, welcome back to the Pretty Uncomfortable Podcast. And I made a decision right before I hit record. Um, Welcome back to season two. What's that you say? Did we finish season one? Do you remember that? I don't either. (laughs) I have realized I have been gone for, I think, three months. Oh my god. And so, you know what? Fuck it. Welcome to season two. I I took an unexpected break. Welcome to season two of the Pretty Uncomfortable Podcast. As always, you guys know you're my favorite kink. I hope to be your favorite safe word. And I've missed my weirdos so much. I have missed you guys. And life has been a shit show. And yeah, here I am. Here's the irony of this episode. My final episode of the season one. <laughs> um, it didn't, it didn't mean for it to be the final episode, but it was episode number 42, where I say I've got chlamydia. Oh, oh my God. That was such an uncomfortable episode. Here's the irony is in that episode, I talked about my partner that I had at the time, not responding well to that news. And I was really worried that he was going to kind of give me the silent treatment. And the longer I worried about that, the more I thought like, fuck yeah, that's my next episode. Like silent treatment. Oof. It is such a like, mm, (laughs) I don't want to say a silent weapon, but it is. It's one of those things that, you know, when you, when you hear about toxic things in relationships, it tends to be more like the gaslighting and yelling and, you know, physical things. Silent treatment is rotten. It is rotten. And ironically, as I realized, this is the next episode I want to record. Oopsie. I gave you guys the silent treatment because I'm a dick. I am so sorry. So sorry. But (laughs) it was quite ironic that it happened that way. Anyways, I'm sorry. I am back. And we're going to talk about the silent treatment. And it is different from ghosting, um, which side note, I didn't just get the silent treatment for finding out I had chlamydia and informing my partner. I got ghosted. So, so, so kind of him, huh? Yeah. Um, Did that play a role in my disappearance? Perhaps, maybe, might have taken a little hit to the mental health. But Silent treatment versus ghosting. Silent treatment is temporary. It's just a really shitty move. Ghosting is a shitty move and it is permanent and they just sort of disappear. If you want more info on ghosting, I have a whole episode on that. Episode number 21. Go check it out. But silent treatment, what exactly is it? It is exactly what it sounds like. Someone just becomes unresponsive to you. Um, they, they kind of block you out. They put some walls up and they don't respond to your text. Maybe they ignore your phone calls. I'm going to be uncomfortably honest here and tell you that for a very long period of my life, and I'm going to say, <laughs> when I say a very long, I mean my entire life up to about 
three and a half years ago, um, I was the queen of giving the silent treatment. And it wasn't until I started doing some pretty serious therapy and it it wasn't until I was in a very toxic relationship that I realized like how toxic the silent treatment was and how abusive it actually can be in a relationship. Um, and so I've done a lot of work to kind of navigate that and realize that it's something that I have done since I was basically a toddler, which is blah. Um, but yeah, it's shitty. And a person just like taps out for a minute. I think it's important too to understand that the silent treatment is not the same as having a healthy disengagement from an argument from from a conflict. There is a healthy way to step away from things and the silent treatment isn't that. You can say like, I need a minute and I don't want to have a conversation with you right now or I don't want to see you right now and maybe you need a couple days, maybe you need a week, you present that in a way that's healthy, there's nothing wrong with that. Like that's actually very healthy. It's when you just start ignoring your person and and it can be anybody. It can be, you know, your partner, it can be family, it can be friends. Um, I actually used to work with a girl that would get like Miss Pissy Pants and she'd get annoyed with someone and just straight up silent treatment all day. I mean, they would talk to her and she would pretend like they weren't even there. So, you know, we're all capable of doing it to various types of people within our lives. And I think it's important for me personally, whenever I learn the why of something, it's easier for me to figure out how to fix it. Um, So, you know, I thought we would kind of dive into why the silent treatment could happen um, and what we can do to have it not happen, whether it's happening to us or if we are realizing that like we are prone to giving it. Again, it is important to understand the difference between like a healthy disengagement versus silent treatment. And so, If you take nothing else from this, I think one of the top things you should take from this is understanding that silence is not a boundary. Silence is not a response or an answer. And silence isn't a solution. You are not going to resolve anything by going silent at all. And the effect it can have on a person when they're on the receiving end is brutal. Oh, it's so brutal. It causes so much anxiety and you get stuck floating around in this like unknown, which if you have anxiety anyways, and then you're faced with the unknown with your partner, your friend, whoever, ew, it just increases and gets worse. And you're just, you're just sitting there wondering like, is this it? Do they hate me? Are they going to break up with me? Um, you, you, your sense of safety within a relationship can get really disrupted from it. Um, for myself, I require a lot of reassurance in a relationship. So even a hint of silence, if I feel like I'm kind of being ignored, really takes a strong effect on me. And it becomes like the worst weapon against me. And, you know, it is ironic to realize, you know, I'm a big fan of karma. <laughs> and um, as I said, I was horrible with giving the silent treatment for a very large portion of my life. And I was in a relationship where it was kind of given back to me and he would use communication as a bit of a weapon. And if I was quote unquote in trouble, 
um, he would suddenly just not respond to text messages anymore if if I had done something wrong in his eyes and he needed to teach me a lesson. He would just disappear. He wouldn't answer my calls. He wouldn't respond to anything. And that would just tailspin me into this like, oh, mess of anxiety. It it really fucks with a person a lot. And I don't necessarily know if the people that give it always understand that. Now, there are some, like the person that did that, that very clearly knew what they were doing. It was a move of manipulation. But there's also people that I think just shut down. um, And that was a very strong motivation for myself when I would give it is I would just emotionally close. I didn't know how to handle my feelings. I didn't know how to handle certain circumstances. And I would get overwhelmed and I would just close up shop and and withdraw and hide within myself. I didn't realize the damage it could do until it was done to me in a way that was meant to inflict damage. And that's when I started doing the work and, you know, talking to my therapist about it more. And we we really dug deep to realize like, holy shit, I have literally done this since I was a toddler it's wild to me. I've done it to friends. I've probably done it to every single friend I ever had. Um, all my family members, every partner I've had, it's a thing. I'm not thankful for being in a situation where I was with somebody that was so emotionally abusive, but you know, if I lived it, I lived it, right? And so if I have to find something positive, I am thankful that I got to get a little bit of a taste of my own medicine to understand the damage I might do to others. And so I've really worked very, very hard to not do that anymore and try and acknowledge when I am doing it, both to myself and to a person. Um, I actually recently had like this really minor thing over the weekend and I, I spent the weekend with somebody and I got upset over something so stupid, but like I got really upset and kind of was like, well, I'm going to bed. And it, it was minor, but we'd both been drinking. I was upset. And the next morning I realized like, I was being a bit of a brat and I wanted to go and like hang out with this person and like sit in the living room with them and and just enjoy them. But I was mad. And so I like isolated myself to go to bed. So in the morning I was able to recognize that and apologize and, and say like, listen, I'm really sorry you upset me last night. And that was not mature of me at all to not address it in that moment because I essentially lost like time with you because I, I closed up. I, I hid behind my walls, so I apologize. So it's good when we're able to start recognizing, even if we can't fix it completely, you know, knowing is half the battle. <laughs> so it's good once you recognize that you're even doing it. And when you can start recognizing why. I was doing it because I don't know how to handle my emotions. I get very overwhelmed. Um, There's people that have a fear of confrontation. And so instead of having to confront a difficult situation, they'll just avoid it by going silent. Some people just have a lack of self-awareness and don't even realize what they're doing. Sometimes they just want to prove a point. I am upset and this is how I'm going to show you. I'm going to ignore you for some it's a manipulation. It's a power play. They they understand the power that they are holding by withholding their communication with you. 
And sometimes it's somebody avoiding taking responsibility because if I don't respond to you, if I don't respond to the situation and I just go silent, there can't be a conversation where I might have to admit that I'm wrong, that I have something that maybe I should have done differently, that I should fix. So by avoiding the conversation and just like stepping away, I don't have to face that. So there's so many variations of why it happens, why it's done. It's now a matter of learning, like, how do I not do that? What is what is a better way for me to handle these things? And honestly, like, it's as simple as just saying, I need to step away. As I said in the beginning, this isn't this isn't saying that you don't have a right to be uncomfortable with a situation or a person and saying, I don't want to interact with you right now. I, I have nothing to say to you. You can say all of that, but it is how you lay that groundwork. So you basically just have to acknowledge your upset, right? Let the person know that you're not happy for whatever reason. Acknowledge that you are choosing to remove yourself from this moment, whatever that might look like, you know, whether that is, I am going to get up and leave the room. I need to go for a drive for a little bit. It might be, listen, I'm going to get off the phone. I just need to think things through. I'll be back. You know, you can respond with a text and say, I'm very upset right now. And I just need some space. Following up with that is you need to not just acknowledge your hurt and acknowledge that you need that space. You then need to give some sort of reassurance to your person because it is evil, (laughs) evil, I say, (laughs) to just step away and not let your person know you're going to be back. Because again, if you are somebody that lives in anxiety, when somebody takes a step away from you, your first thought goes to worst case scenario, which is going to be like they're breaking up with me or they're never going to talk to me again. They're, the friendship is over. The relationship is over. They hate me. No, they're just being an adult and need some space. But if you don't make it clear that you're going to be back, whatever that looks like, you're you're just leaving so much confusion and anxiety that is so unnecessary I had recently seen something on Instagram that was very relatable to this and kind of was discussing a healthy way to disengage if you were upset, you know, a healthy way to tell somebody, fuck you, I'm pissed off. (laughs) How do we say that kindly and healthy? Well, it's super easy. Like, it's literally so easy. And when I read this statement, it was like, yes, we all just need to learn how to say this. And all it says is my feelings are hurt and I need time to process them so I can better communicate with you. Plain and simple. That is all you have to say. My feelings are hurt. I need to step away so I can process them because I want to have a healthy conversation with you. That's amazing. That's all you have to say. So learn to say that. You know, say anything. Just don't be silent that's that's the worst you know with with my whole chlamydia situation on that phone call that did not go well one of his statements was I want to get off of the phone because I'm afraid anything I say is not going to be nice okay bravo (laughs) 
maybe not my favorite, but okay, bravo. You are recognizing that if you continue to converse with me, you are going to show your true colors. (laughs) Okay. But listen, that's great, right? I want to get off the phone because I don't think I'm going to be nice here. Okay, great. Except when I then said, what does that mean? Like, when will I talk to you again? I don't know. Does that mean you're never going to talk to me again? I don't know. You guys, that's rotten. Don't do that to people. Don't, don't do that to people. To me, in a situation like that, it could be as simple as like, you know what? I need a little bit of time and then I'll get back to you on whether or not I think we can pursue this any longer. That is that going to leave me in anxiety? Like, fuck, yeah, it is. But at least I know you are going to reach back out and either say, let's discuss this or fuck you. I don't want to talk to you again. I'll take either. It's better than sitting in the unknown. Say something. Say anything. Just don't be silent. That's all I ask. That's all anybody should have to ask. And you can even, if you are still learning how to communicate well and still not sure that you can communicate properly, you can do something as simple as just acknowledging your action, right? So when I was learning that I had this behavior and the effect it was having, I wasn't sure yet how to fix it. I wasn't sure how to work through it, but I was now capable of seeing it happen and recognizing that I was doing it and at least being able to acknowledge to my partner, I am realizing that I'm getting silent. I am realizing that I'm pulling away. I'm realizing that I am giving you the silent treatment. I'm sorry. I'm trying to figure out how to fix it, but I want you to know I at least recognize I'm doing it and it's not intentional. I just don't know how to get out of this yet. So give me a minute. I didn't know the right things to say. I didn't know how to fix it. I didn't know how to not do it, but I at least was able to see I was doing it and acknowledge it to give some form of comfort of, I see it and I'm trying to fix it. That's better than nothing, right? Do something, anything. So that's it. That's all I have for you. (laughs) I promise you I'm going to work on my own communication skills. (laughs) I promise I'm not going to go silent on you guys anymore. I do think I'm going to make a couple changes here. Um, I think we're going to go to bi-weekly instead of every week until I can get adjusted to kind of my new lifestyle. It's It's been a lot. There's been some changes around here that I don't know how to um, coordinate with my podcast life and every other aspect of my life. So as I adjust to that. As we enter unexpectedly into season two, we are going to do every other Tuesday for our episodes. And that way there, I have more time to make sure that I am here for you because I miss you fuckers so much. I miss you so much. I just want to reach out and squeeze all of you. So that's it. I'm sorry. I love you. I am so happy you're still here and you guys stick around for my bullshit. And I am so sorry that my return looks like this. I understand if you're listening and not watching, you might not know what this looks like. Consider yourself lucky. Anyways, that's it. I love you. Get out there. Be fucking weird. And as always, I will beg, I will plead pretty, pretty please. If you enjoy me, leave me a review. 
give me five stars. I'll take four. If you give me three, tell me why. <laughs> what can I fix? Just review me, okay? I love you. I love you. I fucking love you. Goodbye. Slam this shit out. Can we slam this shit out? Because if we can't, we're never coming back. Oh, that's dramatic. That seems very dramatic. We're not going with that. Didn't even know season one was ending. I am just as surprised as all of you. So sorry. Just as fucking surprised. Who fucking knew? But here we are. Oh my God. I think I've been gone almost three months. <gasps> Do I have a date on this? Have I been gone for three months? Huh. Maybe we should just consider this season two. <laughs> All right, I think we're just going to consider this season two. Do we say season two? Yeah, that's what we're going to do. Okay. Or <laughs> season two. Let's just fucking do this, yo. Oh, Jesus Christ. I love you, motherfuckers, and I miss you so much.